Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as somebody that still gets surprised by the moves the Arizona Diamondbacks make. And I'm joined, of course, by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. We have some big news, Derek. We have, we have some, some very big, big news. news, Jesse. Big news. If it's real, I almost don't believe it yet, but it's just a report at this point. But it's still an exciting report. The report being that Cattell Marte is going to be here, uh, signs an extension for five more seasons. So Cattell Marte, an Arizona Diamondback, until 2027? Is that right? 2027. Yeah. So it sound like a real year. Basically, basically what this deal does is it it guarantees his two club options and then it adds three additional seasons, those being 2025 through 2027, as you said, with $76 million tacked on. So we're talking about $25 million per year for those last few years. But Cattell Marte is a pretty good player, Derek. So I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. Um, And honestly, he looks really good this year so far. Uh, He looks healthy and that's the one thing that will be good to see i think if you combine what you know we know he could be capable of with maybe some new information from these new coaches and playing in his more natural position once again uh, maybe we could see Cattell Marte do some really big things for this ball club but of course before we get to that i want to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. We are almost done with the biggest tournament of the year, and DraftKings Sportsbook is still allowing new customers to get in on the action by betting just $5 on any team to win, and you will get $200 in free bets if they do. Uh, I dare you to bet on St. Peter's. Uh, It's that simple. If they win, you win over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, Jesse, this is exciting. I'm excited. This is exciting. We haven't had a lot to be excited about, and we didn't know much about the future of this team. I think one thing as an Arizona Diamondbacks fan has been that you just kind of expect to see the very good players on this team get kind of poached by a bigger franchise or at the end of their contract by somebody that can pay them more or something of the sort. Having Cattell Marte locked in for the next five years not only is very exciting for the commitment to this team actually winning in in, in that in that time frame, but also what that could potentially do to bring in maybe some other guys that are around the same age as Cattell to like similar contracts or at least something within that same time frame that will line up and we can, you know, supplement this young talent that they want to add to the roster with some maybe a little bit, a little bit all-star talent and, and actually make this team truly competitive in a very difficult division. I think it's perfect, Derek. I really think this deal is is pretty much exactly what the Diamondbacks needed to do. Um, like we said, they're basically adding on three years at $76 million in total, so about $25 million per year. That's the second highest average annual value the Diamondbacks have ever given to anyone. Zach Granke, of course, is the only one who's ever gotten more than that. Um, and Cattell's, Cattell's the right guy. I mean, if you're going to pay someone $25 million a year, Cattell is the guy to do that. Um, he will be, if you're, if you're talking through the end of 2027, he'll be 33 years old at that point. And I, I think that's a perfect amount of time for the Diamondbacks to, uh, to extend Cattell to have control over him through, through that period of time up through 2027, because maybe you don't really want Cattell Marte when he's 37 or 38. Maybe you don't want him 
at least you might, you don't want to commit to that just yet at this point. Right. Um, and so I think them, uh, just making sure that he stays here through age 33. I think that's like the perfect age where you still think he's going to be pretty darn good. Um, but you're also not over committing and betting on him, you know, playing really well, well into his mid thirties, which of course is something that not that many players are able to do. Nothing official from the team yet. So these are still reports could, could it could still just be uh, hearsay or speculation. It could still take a little, that while. would really be, that would really be a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's pending physical at this point, so it shouldn't take too much longer. And considering that, that right. Like a right. Pending a physical at this point. I mean, yeah, it, it is reportedly kind of pending a physical. Didn't just have a physical done when they started the season. So I would think that that would have already been wrapped up. But uh, I think every time you every time you sign like a new anything, it just automatically yeah. comes with a physical, even if yeah. you had one the day before. Got to make so sure there's nothing wrong. Semantic. Don't yeah. want to be buying a lemon. Right. 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 Uh, well, we got lots of time to talk about this this week. We will definitely get into this much deeper, but that's not what we do on Monday. We don't do deep dives on Monday. Uh, uh, every every single week here at the PHNX D-backs podcast is Shark Week, and every day, of course, is Earth Day, but every Monday, you guys know what we do. We go to the mailbag. Mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox, and then and of course, our very first question on this Mailbag Monday came from somebody asking a question about Cattell Marte, and that's our buddies over at the Coyote Corner, at Coyote Corner on Twitter. Give them a follow. Uh, they ask reasonable expectations for Cattell this year. And again, I don't know if you want to ask me to be reasonable because I'm not going to be. Uh, right now, I think right now, uh, my expectations are through the roof. I think Cattell Marte, once again, being healthy, uh, kind of being dialed in and having not only the going back to his natural position of playing second base, but also having the uh, Joe Mather effect on his on his hitting. We could see Cattell possibly reach career highs this season. I don't know if if he really is extended, if all of that part if all of that stuff is really taken care of and he can just concentrate on playing the game and being healthy i i think we could see him have his best season yet i think we could see him hit over 325 and you know hopefully have some more yeah. power behind some of that for some more home runs than we've seen recently but most importantly just be the most consistent hitter on this team i don't think that's unreasonable at all i mean i i think it's i think at this point derek it's it's pretty dang reasonable to say that Cattell Marte is going to hit 325 this year. I mean, he's basically hit 320 over his last 1,200 his plate appearances, yeah. which is, <laughs> yeah, not his entire life. Uh, his first few years were, you know, he was a he was a good player. He wasn't a great player. Yeah. But these the last few years, yeah. yeah, ever since 2019, I mean, the guy has been, he's been incredible. And we talked about it um, a, a few days ago that MLB Network had him ranked as the best second baseman in baseball, which is hilarious because he hardly even played second base last year. Just a, um, I mean, it, it was a projection, right? So they, they were projecting sure. him as being the best second baseman in baseball in Major League. And we know how that works out. But I think that they see some of the same things we see. And they're talking to scouts and they're listening to people. And they know more more than anything that Marte was very talented at playing second base, and you made him play a, a position that 
honestly, it's not to say he wasn't very good at, but more than anything, put more like strain on his body as far as running and, you know, the full sprints that you have to do when you're a center fielder versus the, the different lateral movements that you're doing essentially as a second baseman. Uh, it's just a much different type of physicality. It's not to say yeah. that he wasn't capable of doing it. It's just more to say that he's not used to doing it because he's been a second baseman for a number of years. So, yeah. And, and again, he's, he's always had that attitude. He's always had the very team oriented attitude. He's always said the right thing, but at the same time, you can tell he doesn't really hold back from at least saying at some point that second base is where he would rather be. Yeah. Oh, he's been very upfront about that. And I, and that's why MLB network put him on that list is because the diamondbacks have pretty much just straight up said, we're going to play Cattell at second base this year. He's not going to play center field. He might see a little bit of time over at shortstop potentially. Um, you know, if Nick Ahmed or Geraldo Perdomo need days off or, um, you know, with injuries and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he is, he's one of the best and I don't know if we're going to see him hit uh, 30 home runs again, like he did in 2019. Uh, 2019 was, was a crazy year for home runs across the board where it seemed yeah, like everyone sure. was hitting 30 home runs. So I don't know if we're going to see that again, And but, but that's okay. I mean, Cattell is an excellent player and if he's able to hit 20 home runs, you know, with 40 or 50 doubles and triples combined. I mean, he's, he's going to be one of the best players in baseball. And um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is what Diamondbacks fans have wanted for, for a long time, right. Is for this team to finally start retaining the guys that are, that are the best, right. To retain the guys that we are, that we have spent too much time watching play for other teams later in their careers. Right. And, and I know we're going to get to this more later in the week, but but it's exciting, and and uh, for for 2022, as long as Cattell can stay healthy, the sky is the limit for sure. And you can get more information on that. We will have some more information on Cattell Marte's extension over at gophnx.com. You can also get Jesse's recent article uh, about six takeaways uh, from the Diamondbacks' first week in the Cactus League, including David Peralta's new hitting mechanics, Madison Bumgarner figuring out how to throw fast, and Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly looking phenomenal. Uh, that and more all over on gophnx.com. And really, honestly, things are going pretty well for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Things are things are trending in an upward direction. Whether you care about spring training or not, they're winning games now. And their offense is on a roll. Their pitchers are starting to look very good. Things are just starting to look good. You don't want to get too excited it's spring so who really cares about the results right but it's, yeah it's it's definitely things are things are trending in the right direction at least for this team to have much more success than they were able to find in 2021 so check out jesse's articles on those six takeaways as well as everything else we have to offer over at gophnx.com if you're not a member already sign up to become a member over there you can get an annual membership which will get you one of our free t-shirts over at the phnxlocker.com they are outstanding they are beautiful and more importantly we are going to have some brand new phnx d-backs designs coming to the phnx locker very soon so keep an eye out for that we'll have an announcement on our Twitter account when those come out, but sign up, become a member once those drop. And then that way you can get yourself the brand new shirt for free. If you're not interested in the shirt, you can get yourself the month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. That way, if you check us out and you like what you see, maybe you sign up for that annual membership and get yourself the t-shirt, become part of our family. Either way, we don't care. We just want you to 
be here with us. Join us on the members only discord. Uh, regardless of your membership status, you will get members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. And more importantly, we have some big things rolling. We're going to have some big events. Opening day is going to be a very big day for us. And we want to have all of you guys out there, members, non-members, it doesn't matter. We just want all of our PHNX friends and family members to come join us on opening day. Uh, we'll be out at the Ainsworth. So we'll have some more information for you guys in, in regards to that as we get closer to that event. But but sign up to become a member. That way you don't miss out on anything. You'll get emails. You'll get all your updates in regards to being a member over at PHNX. Uh, gophnx.com. Jesse, our next question comes from our pal Kyle Collins at Kyle Collins 5 on Twitter. And he asks, uh, do we think Josh Rojas is the long-term solution at third base? Who are some names besides Drew Ellis we might see get some time at the hot corner this year? And I think that's a great question. I know we've talked about the third base situation a lot. I know we talked about the the law firm of Van Meter, Ellis, and Rojas. Uh, I think, obviously, we're going to see those three guys there. It sounds like, at least for now, that's the plan. I know that Matt Davidson is also in the mix, potentially, for that third base spot. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the idea of it. I don't think we'll see Josh Rojas play a majority of the time there, though. I don't. I, I, I'm really? That. I think someone else will emerge. I think that in one of Mike Hazen's media availabilities, he said that, you know, they, they want to be able to move Josh Rojas around. And, you know, Josh Rojas is going to play some time at second and going to play some time in DH and play some time at shortstop. Sure. He's, he's going to have other – he's probably, of everybody on the team, probably going to be the guy that gets moved around positionally the most. They have a commitment to keeping certain guys on certain types of – certain sides of the field or on the infield or something of that sort. But I think Rojas might be the one that, that kind of surpasses that rule and we see him play – uh, mm. uh, in a lot of different roles, but not necessarily at, at third base primarily. I think the ideal outcome is exactly that. Uh, we've talked about before how Rojas's value really comes from the fact that he can play so many different positions and third base is probably not his best one. Uh, he only played 66 innings there last season. So it's not a position he ha really has a whole lot of experience with. I have to say though, Derek, I don't know who else is going to play third base for the Diamondbacks if Rojas doesn't. Drew Ellis has not hit well in spring. Matt Davidson hasn't hit well in spring. Uh, Josh Van Meter hasn't hit well in spring and I think is probably uh, the worst option defensively out of that group. So I think, I almost think the team is cornered, no pun intended, into playing Josh Rojas at third <laughs> oh, base. come on, some pun was intended there. Some pun, was in, some pun was intended. I, I I grant you that. Um, but but yeah, I think that they're they're kind of stuck playing Josh Rojas at third base because there isn't really another option. And I think the Diamondbacks are are okay with that at this point. There there isn't really a lot of a lot of room for Rojas to play in other positions either, right? I mean, if you have Paven Smith playing yeah. right field, um, if you have Cattell Marte playing second base, if you have David Peralta playing left field, there's not a whole lot of a whole lot of room for Josh Rojas to get in there other than to play third base. And so I right. think they recognize this is not ideal. This is not a long-term solution. Um, but I think it's the, I think it's the move that they're going to make. I mean, unless they go get as Drupal Cabrera or something, I mean, he's still out there in the free agent market, but I, I think that might just make the, the traffic jam um, even worse at that point. So yeah. I kind of have to expect they're going to, they're going to use Rojas. Where does Josh, Josh Van, Van play? 
Josh Van Meter, I think, is really a second baseman. I think that's really his his primary position. But I mean, if you've got Cattell Marte, then it's going to be hard to find room for him there. So Van Meter is just going to have to hit. I mean, he's not going to be in the lineup because of his of his defense. He's going to be in the lineup because of his because of his bat. And so he hasn't really shown that yet. And and I think the Diamondbacks are right to keep him in the mix and give him opportunity, but they have enough depth right now that they don't need Josh Van Meter in the starting lineup every day. Right. And they're he's in a position where he's going to have to earn it. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think you're right there. I, when I really think about Josh Rojas, the one thing I think is he seems like the kind of guy that might work at it more. You know, he, we might see. Yeah. Him the work more. ethic is totally there. The work yeah. ethic is totally there. And he's played a lot of, I mean, there haven't been many spring training games, but I, I believe every game that Josh Ross has played, he's either been at third base or shortstop and majority third base. So you can kind of tell they're I think they're grooming him for this spot, um, even though they they probably acknowledge that Josh Rojas is is not a long term third baseman. Well, before we get on to our final question, um, actually, you know what? We're going to we're going to rapid fire a couple of questions and we'll get on to that. But OK, course, I want to let you guys know that the DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, is our is our sponsor, is our friends, is our family. And they want you to join their family. They want you to be a part of the biggest tournament of the year with new customers getting five. Uh, excuse me, betting five dollars on any team to win. You can bet five dollars or more and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Existing customers can get in on same game parlays by combining multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And Jesse, I love the same game parlays. I got to tell you, and especially with not knowing anything about college hoops personally, uh, it's it's just a it's just a crapshoot for me. But uh, I will say that there are other sports like baseball that I know much more about that I can't wait to put same game parlays on and whatever you know about, you can get down on those sports with the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's so many sports to choose from sports. I don't even know uh, the rules to on the DraftKings Sportsbook, but DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use our promo code of PHNX, bet $5 or more on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, if they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And yeah, I said we're going to rapid fire a couple of questions here, Jesse. So let's start off with this question from our buddy Travis Moore. More for me. I like that name. That's at more for me. And he asks, how do you watch games when you don't have DTV stream or cable? Well, mm. Travis... You don't, I guess, is the <laughs> answer to that question. You get a friend that has one of those services and you maybe Zoom them and have them put their TV on in the background and put the camera on it. I don't that's, know. That's going to be a painful viewing experience. I know. I've I don't want to suggest like that. Do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, like, see, this is this is where I feel like they're making us turn to the black market. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like don't make us have to go to illegal means and, and then we wouldn't have to do that. I don't know. I mean, it fall for sucks, it, right? Travis. Yeah. Cause if you don't right, you can't get the MLB package and watch it locally. Cause it's blacked out. Right. Yeah. If you, if you live in Arizona, then or yeah, even Las Vegas. TV I've heard people no... that live in parts of Las Vegas are yes. actually disqualified because it's too yes. close geographically. 
Right, Ugh. right. Yeah, I think that is, I think that is correct. So yeah, I have I have direct TV stream. I'll just go out there and and say that and not as an advertisement, but it works. Uh, that's yeah. all that I'll say. So yeah. um, if you're looking for an option without cable, that's it's it's fine. It, it does its job. All right. Spencer Agara uh, at Spencer underscore Agara asks, will Arizona ever have three professional teams successful at the same time? Feels like two is too much to ask at this point. And the answer to that question is no, no, we won't. No, moving on. We will never experience the joys that other cities have experienced. We will never be Champa Bay. Uh, We will never be any of those things. I don't think, I mean, I, I hate to be so pessimistic. It's just as an Arizona sports fan, I have to say that this seems greedy to me. Can we just, can we just have one be good and win a championship at a time, at least for right now? And and then we'll worry about adding multiple ones on here. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm the sun. The Suns today. are are the best team in the NBA by a mile, which naturally means that all of the the rest of Arizona sports is cursed for the time being. So Correct. the sooner the sooner you come to grips with that, the better, right? <laughs> that's for, that's fair fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kyle Collins asks, I know we already got one of his in here, but Kyle Collins at Kyle Collins five asks Varsho and beer both look very good thus far this spring. Do you think their strong spring will be a reason why D backs might keep Alec Thomas in triple a to start the year? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't think Alec Thomas is necessarily going to play center field, um, but I'm sure he will play some center field. I know Varsho gives them the reliability of having not only a center fielder, but a backup catcher there available at all times right so varsh is always gonna like his versatility is gonna be big for them because they're gonna carry yeah. two catchers but then they're still really carrying three and not only of that but he smashes the ball so he's a good dh he can play center field he can play catcher he just gives lavolo a lot of opportunities i think seth beer looks very good and i think he's going to be a strong candidate to be a more of a full-time dh than we expect the d-backs to use um, but no, I don't know if their success is going to impact Alec Thomas making the team right out of the gate. I really feel like right. that's going to be up to Alec Thomas and his ability to perform right now because they're giving him a ton of starts. So it's not like he is yeah. being held back or not being given a chance to to you know see time right now. Yeah, I think you. I think you're you're right on there. I don't think there's really much of a much of a connection between these things. Dalton Varsho is going to make the roster, even if he hits, you know, he could have one hit all spring and he'd probably still, he'd probably still be in the, in the opening day lineup for the diamondbacks. I think he's, he's at that spot now in this organization. Um, Seth beer, on the other hand, certainly not guaranteed anything coming into spring, but has looked really, really good. Uh, You certainly have to keep into perspective that the quality of pitching that these guys are facing right now is, is certainly, uh, subpar compared to what they're going to see once the regular Correct. season starts. Yeah, but sure. but you can't really ask for more than what Seth Beer is, has done so far. I think entering Sunday, he was like six for 10 with a home run and, and a couple of doubles or something like that. So he's been really, really good this spring. Um, I don't expect Alec Thomas to make the opening day roster. I'm going to just come out and say that. I sure. don't think it's because of Seth Beer or Dalton Varsho. I think that I think that Alec Thomas was in a position where he probably wasn't going to make it unless he just came out and absolutely tore the cover off the ball in the yep. Cactus League. And yep, not that he's been bad. It's it's just that he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't forced the team's hand in this. 
And I think they're going to send him to Reno, you know, have him play there for a month or two, something like that. But we're certainly going to see him at the big leagues uh, at some point, probably toward the beginning of the year. Uh, last question is about Stone Garrett comes from Rev's Rundown at Rev's Rundown asks, what's the timeline for Stone Garrett? He absolutely racked last year in double A, 280, 25, 81, and not much talk about him. Uh, I've talked about him because Stone Garrett is an incredible fucking baseball name for starters. Uh, second, true. I thought it's it was true. hilarious that when he was in the game the other day for the Diamondbacks at Salt River Fields, they just had his first name up on the board as his last name. Everybody else's last names would up, was up there. His name, Stone. Uh, that's legendary Step. status, right? Like I've, I'm, 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 I'm almost thinking he should drop the Garrett altogether and just be Stone. But uh, yeah, I mean, 26 years old, he's gonna be on the Reno Aces this year for sure. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know sometimes because right now the Diamondbacks have lots of these guys, right? And it's not to say there's, uh, you know, yeah, he's a strong, athletic dude, uh, left fielder, six foot two. Um, I just think that they have a lot of potential stars right now that are really, really good. And you're really excited about their future, but it just, I, I don't know when their timelines are going to be. I know I've seen him in spring look really good so far. So, I mean, that part's exciting and it's going to be interesting to see what he does uh, or, or yeah, once he does in, cause I don't think he's played for the aces yet, but what he does when he gets up to Reno and starts, you know, smashing out there, but yeah, he's hitting 600 right now in spring training. So it's hard to argue yeah. with that. That's pretty it's, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's five hole at bats, Jesse, as you would say. It's your favorite type of sample size, but still, it doesn't sure. matter. I mean, again, you do what you can with the time that they give you, with the at bats that they give you, and you know, it, it, he's impressed so far. So I say, good, yeah. good job, and just keep it up is all I can say. The Diamondbacks yeah. right now are not that. The Diamondbacks right now are the best team for any player like this to be on. Honestly, like. I don't yeah. even know if doors, it's good to be on other. I, I don't. I don't know if it's good to be on other bad teams because I don't know their situations, like the Orioles or the Pirates. But it feels like this team is just begging for their young guys to step up and, and take that opportunity. Like we were just saying about Alec Thomas, they wanted that. It didn't happen, and that's fine too. It's not to say they're disappointed or anybody really expected him to come out and have him hit 600 with as many at bats as they've given him so far, right? But still. It's one of those things that if he did, that opportunity is there for him to take. It's not like he is blocked in any way, shape, or form of making the big league roster other than his own development and where he's at with his performance. Yeah, I, it looks like Stone Garrett actually played two games in AAA last year for okay. what it's worth. So okay. he has just gotten a, gotten a taste of it. His past is interesting. Um, he signed with the Diamondbacks as a minor league free agent. Uh, back in March of, of 2021, so about a year ago right now. Um, and he was, once upon a time, actually a pretty highly rated prospect in the Miami Marlins organization. He was, as of 2017, mid-2017, Stone Garrett was their ninth-rated prospect overall. So he was actually on a top 30 list, on a top 10 out of a, out of a top 30 list for the Miami Marlins. So there's certainly some uh, some potential here. There's a reason the Diamondbacks brought him in, um, but it's taken him quite a while. He's 26 years old at this point. Uh, he's never walked more than 21 times in a full professional season. 
And I think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a, a red flag. Sounds like um, MLB the show, Jesse. Yeah, that I do have to say MLB the show. It is honestly, I've I've adapted so that I actually walk a fair amount now when I'm yeah. hitting an MLB the show. I don't swing at everything anymore because in order to hit like at least in order to hit on any level above rookie, you can't swing at everything. I'll just yeah. say that. Um, but uh, when I pitch, I basically never walk anyone because MLB the show's pitching system is too easy. I know it really is. It's great. That's why, again, it's a, it, a perfect game. I don't care on what level you're playing is very difficult to throw just because it's a fucking video game, man. Like these guys, these guys all the time, just poke little shots, even on a perfect pitch because you, you know, it's, it's game, but the pitching is very easy. Like my, my pitchers all have incredibly dominant stats and uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's really the number of guys on my team that are hitting below 225. That's really, really the problem when it comes to uh, MLB <laughs> the show. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, but all right. Well, I mean, again, the future is exciting. We could talk for days about some of these opportunities that guys like Stone Garrett kind of had before them. So it's it's a great opportunity. It's just not it, it just goes to show how hard it is to hit a baseball, how hard it is to adapt to major league level hit uh pitching and performing at that level uh no matter how good you're doing in the minor leagues it really does humble you once you get up to that major league level so we'll see which of their young guys can you know come up and maintain that uh that that level of performance i think seth beer could be one of those guys so uh, i'm excited to see what he can do I am. I am also excited. Um, there's, there's a lot of between the Cattell Marte deal, Derek, and, and all of the other exciting things happening in spring training. There's, there's a lot to, this is the season of optimism, right? This is, this is the period of time during the baseball season where we're all blindly optimistic about everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun, well, it's a fun time right now. Fans are very optimistic to be honest, but I think that the bar is very low. Right. And to clear right. that bar, right. all we're looking for is the team to be better. So that's nice because I don't think fans, I don't think their expectations are more than that. I think fans would probably be happy with a 75 win season, to be honest. And when I say happy, I just mean not wanting to, you know, burn the field down and call this team an absolute, you know, dumpster fire. I feel like fans would be happy with progress. Not everybody, you know, again, there's still going to be people that don't see this team make the playoffs in 2022 and then, you know, freak out about it or say that they still suck, but you got to be patient. Really. That's what it comes down to. Patience is a key. And with the way that this team is trying to become successful, it's just not going to happen with a couple of free agent additions at at the drop of a hat, no matter if they spent the money or, or if they didn't. The fact that they're trying to do right by their own guy that they've developed that's become a good player while he was with this team is definitely a step in the right direction more so than what like we saw the Colorado Rockies do with their money, right? Not not keep Trevor Story, not keep yeah. Nolan Arenado, but then go spend a ton of money on Chris Bryant. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm much happier with them doing this to Cattell Marte than them going out spending that money that they uh, are extending him. Uh, to a free agent. I also think it was strategic. And again, we, we just can't stop talking about this extension, even though we're probably going to make it like the main topic of our live show, but Hey, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, 
I think the the biggest thing for me is is the timing of this because the Diamondbacks certainly could have made this move at another time, right? They could have waited until the end of this next season. They could have right. waited into the next year. Uh, there's no reason they had to do this now, but I think they were strategic in that they know that Cattell Marte only played 90 games last year and his value is not at its maximum just because he's he's really struggled with injuries these last few years. If he goes out this next season and plays 160 games and is, you know, finishes top five in MVP voting, you're not getting him for twenty five million dollars a year for those for those three additional seasons. So that's right. I think this is this is Mike Kazin trying to trying to jump the gun. And and that's what he did the first time. He's already done this with Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte already was extended one time. And uh, and and Mike Hazen is here jumping the gun, doing it again. I think it's a really smart decision. Or, Jesse, it could be an orchestrated move to make the Arizona Cardinals not extending Kyler Murray look that much worse. There you go. That's what it is. Right? Yes. That's really what it's about, <laughs> making other franchises in the same city look bad. Because then none of them, they can't all be good at once. We talked about that. We all, right, we only have right. one. Only one be good. So everybody get in line because the Suns right now are, they're 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 taking their moment let's let's hope it's a big one but we thank you guys so much for checking out the show and thank you for your questions as always on this mailbag monday you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman but we implore you to follow our show at phnx underscore dbacks that way you can send us mailbag monday questions and we would be happy to answer them every monday right here on the show of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that's on twitter instagram and facebook uh, if you guys are listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. Also, go over to YouTube and subscribe to the PHNX Sports channel and sign up for notifications there. That way you don't miss any of the content from any of our PHNX uh, content, team members, staff, uh, Saul, whatever he is. I don't know. He's just, it's all, Saul's just emotional is what Saul is. But anyway, we thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you so much for listening. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you extend your star players before they have a great season.